The first verse in this week's Parsha, in this week's Torah portion, Bishalach, begins, Vayechi Bishalach paro et ha'am, velo nachem elochim derech eretz filishtim. When Pharaoh let the people go, that's what Bishalach means, when Pharaoh sent the people away, God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although it was nearer. For God said, the people may have a change of heart when they see war and return to Egypt. So God led the people roundabout, Misaviv, by way of the wilderness at the Sea of Reeds. I think sometimes we forget this part of the story. We're so anticipatory of the sea parting, of the beginning of the journey, that we forget that when the people are racing out of Egypt, there is a direct path ahead of them, leading from Egypt to Israel. A journey that might have taken them a few weeks, maybe months, because they were a big group, but they would have pretty easily reached the promised land. But instead, God led the people roundabout, running them literally in circles in the wilderness for ultimately 40 years. At face value, when you read the text, we call it the pshat, like the first level of the text, it seems that God is worried that the Israelites will be easily scared, that they'll chicken out along the way, and that they'll quickly run back to the familiarity of Egypt. So God chooses a much more complicated path to prevent them from literally ever finding their way back to Egypt. Maimonides, or Rambam, writing in Egypt thousands of years later in the Guide for the Perplexed, questions God's rationale behind this opening verse. Wait a minute, God literally just hardened Pharaoh's heart again and again in the ten plagues. So why not strengthen the Israelites' hearts so that they can face anything and make it to Israel? Why does God, God, need 40 years to get them ready for freedom? And Maimonides has an interesting answer his own deep lesson about how he sees human beings. He says, it is not in the nature of mankind, humans, that after having been brought up in slavish service, occupied with clay and bricks and similar things, that man should all of a sudden wash off from his hands the dirt deriving from them and proceed immediately to fight. In other words, one cannot wake up one day after generations of enslavement and suddenly act like a free person. It takes time to evolve from quietly hunching yourself over to loudly standing tall and proud. Human beings only change in incremental steps over a sometimes painfully slow period of time. God values that process of gradual evolution. Maimonides famously teaches at the end of this passage, God does not change the nature of human individuals by means of miracles. I had to read that a few times. God 
does not change the nature of human individuals by means of miracles. This is a profound theological statement from arguably our most famous philosopher. And yet it's very much in keeping with Maimonides' more rationalist, more um, neo-Aristotelian approach to thinking about the nature of human beings and God. God may change nature through miracles. God splits the Red Sea. God brings thunder and lightning upon Mount Sinai. But God does not change humans through miracles. Now one could argue, wait a minute, we just said that God changed Pharaoh by hardening Pharaoh's heart in last week's Torah portion. But Maimonides is already on that. He says he was a cruel ruler after generations of Pharaohs becoming meaner and meaner and meaner that the phrase harden Pharaoh's heart is not something that happened in a moment, but it's something that happened over hundreds of years. That that is how human nature changes. That the Israelites do not suddenly become a free nation living God's Torah, pitom, suddenly. Even if God could make this happen, and Maimonides arguably believes that God has the power to do anything, but even if God could make that happen, God does not want to. That God does not use miracles to change human beings. That God favors a much more gradual, evolutionary, arguably internal process for how human beings change. I think that that really resonates with contemporary 21st century life. We all want the quick fix. We want the diet right now keto, that sheds the pounds quickly in a few weeks. We want the cream that makes us look 10 years younger overnight. We want the degree that we can now study for online in one semester and print out the certificate at the end. We want the hot date that we can swipe right for and meet in a few minutes. But I think we all experience in our moments where we stop denying it that the most that the most valuable things, or the things of lasting value, the things that really change who we are, take a long time to achieve and maintain. That most of us need a moderate climb, usually 12 steps or more, to make it up the mountain. And then, we ha- and then when we get there, we have to keep working at it to stay up at the top. When I think of these questions of which paths that we take in our lives, it reminds me of my childhood elementary school principal, Mr. Foote. At the end of every year's graduation ceremony, we would have to stand up together and recite Robert Frost's The Road Not Taken. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both. And be one traveler long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then took the others just as fair and having perhaps the better claim because it was grassy and wanted wear, though as for that the passing there had worn them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay in leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day, 
Yet knowing how way leads to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh somewhere ages and ages hence. Two words, two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. We are the Jewish community today, ages and ages hence, telling this story with a sigh and a song knowing that our ancestors' path really did make all the difference. God did not leave them by way of the Philistines. God led the people roundabout by way of the wilderness at the Sea of Reeds. God led the Israelites down the road less traveled by, and they were ultimately stronger for it. Their journey in the wilderness eventually prepared them to enter the land with God's blessing. Those 40 slow, painful, step-by-step years up and down mountains and over desert led to a gradual evolution that made them ready to be free. They cleaned their hands, they washed off the dirt of slavery, and after putting in the time, They went to the promised land. On this Shabbat, I pray that as we face our own forks in the road, as we choose the path or have it chosen for us, let us face it bravely with faith, with trust, that it will make all the difference. Shabbat Shalom. We turn back in our prayer books on page 586.